So they did the whole the whole Hobbit deal there and back again. Nobody thought that was funny but me. So anyhow, uh, we're gonna have we're gonna. Uh, it's a little bit different service this morning, you know, a little bit different service. Our folks that have just got back from Africa, we're going to go ahead and, and spend some time with them. Is this right, Ginger? I'm on the right spot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so we have we have four, uh, but one didn't make it this morning. I don't know what Justin did with his wife, but I think he left her in Africa and doesn't want anybody to know that he left her there. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Right, right. So who wants to go first, huh? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Miss Tiffany jumped right in there. Let's give it up. She's greeter extraordinaire. Do they? I might as well get it done. You can lean on this. I'm a walker, so you may have to follow me a little bit. You know. Yeah, I'm a little short for that. Move it over here so it doesn't expose how short you really are. Sure. Yeah. That'd be good. Okay. So. Before I start, I just want to share something with y'all real quick before I go into what happened in Africa. Um, everybody here pretty much knows I went into Teen Challenge, and probably close to two months in, I got prophesied over. And she said, Tiffany, you're going to go into the world, and you're going to change it with your voice. And at that time, if anyone knows me from my past, knows that that was not going to happen <laughs> because I was shy. I was this quiet girl that wanted to be stuck in the back. I didn't want to be noticed. Um, I, didn't, I didn't want no attention drawn to me. So I just put it on a shelf or put a pin in it, as Michael Stanley would say. Um, so I just knew that that wasn't my word. So throughout the three years, through, um, you know, two, through Teen Challenge and through the Generation House, I kind of realized that maybe if that word was for me, then I was going to have to change myself first. Because in order to be able to make a difference and to change the world, it had to start with me. So that's exactly what I did over the last three years was work on myself. And I said I wasn't going to cry, but I'm already crying all morning. So I'm sorry. That's probably going to happen. <laughs> but um, so... When we got, when I, I'm going to start off with how God told me to go. He told me one day, he said, you're going to go to Africa. And of course, my first thing that I said was, I do not see how that's fixing to happen. One, you know, I didn't have the money. I had a job that I had no idea how I was going to be able to take off that long to be able to go to. Um, all these things kept coming against me, which was only fear. Fear was trying to hold me back from going. And I heard him as plain as day. And he said to me, he said, you're going to go. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. You just have to know that I'm going to make it happen. And so, of course, I went and I signed up and I said yes. And that was the moment that my life changed because I knew that I had put all my trust in God because I knew that he had something for me and that he wanted to use me. I didn't know exactly what I was going to get or what I was getting myself into <laughs> but it was amazing and of course I'm thinking well we're going to go it's going to mission trip I'm going to use my hands I'm going to serve I'm going to be able to love on people um, I'm going to work and repair things well that is not what God had set up for me in Africa I didn't touch nothing I didn't work on anything all I did was use my voice and so, of course, that was always a fear of mine, getting up and speaking 
um, because I was so shy. So, of course, he used the one thing that I felt like I wasn't capable of doing. Um, he equipped me when I got there. When we stepped off of the airplane, which me and Angela cried for like three weeks solid, y'all. So this is just this is just the aftermath still. Um, we cried the entire time. But it was so different. When you hit African soil, I don't even, I can't even explain what happens, but this anointing falls on you and there's no fear. It's nothing but peace. It's nothing but love. It's nothing but joy. It's nothing but your gifts being stirred up. It's just this amazing anointing that is so powerful that you can do literally anything. So, of course, when we get there, and they're like, y'all are going to go into the schools. Y'all are going to share your testimony. You're going to be able to love on all these kids, you know. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do this then, <laughs> you know. I was like, I can share my story. That's, that's pretty easy, you know. That's, that's not too bad. Well, I shared my story at a few schools. And then I got to one school, and the leader asked me if I would pray over the kids. So this is one of the moments that sticks out the most to me um, that I will never forget. It literally changed my life, and I know it changed this girl's life also. But I got to the school, and he said, I want you to pray over these kids. There's like 300 high school kids, y'all. I'm like, I'm so nervous right now. I don't know if I can do this, you know. But God, of course, says that you can. So as I begin to pray, I just start speaking over these kids. And I start rebuking fear because the minute I stepped onto that school, I seen fear. I seen it all over the kids. I seen anxiety. So I started calling these things out. And I started telling them that they were going to walk out of there knowing what their purpose was when they left. And immediately, it hit a girl. I'm not going to say her name, but I still talk to her every day because I love this little girl. And immediately, the anointing, everything hit her. The presence of God fell on her immediately. So all the kids are getting up and they're leaving. And this one girl, she's just bawling. And she just comes up to the leader and she says, I need to talk to her. And so they come and ask me, will you talk to her? And I was like, of course, you know. And by that time, I'm already crying too because I don't even know really what just happened, but I'm still crying. So the girl comes up and she says, you changed my life. She goes, that prayer that you just prayed over me, she goes, I saw the spirit of fear flee immediately when you called it out. So one, the first miracle that took place is that she was delivered from fear instantly from a word that came out of my mouth through God. So then the second miracle was that her gift was stirred. She was able to see that spirit. She's never been able to see that before. So it just stirred up a gift inside of her that she already had, that God had there for her. She just had to have someone be used and for him to, to be able to go through her. So that was two miracles that instantly took place over a prayer of just me saying yes. And it has nothing to do with me. I just let God use me. I just used, said the words that he gave me. Um, but that was one of the major things that stuck out to me. Um, and I love this little girl. She texts me every day telling me that her life has changed because of my prayer. Um, and then the second thing that stands out the most is we had a talent show 
after we had went to all the schools and shared our testimonies and loved on them, we invited the kids to a talent show at the church. Um, so we had a whole bunch of kids, you know, different ages come, and Angela got to share her testimony, and they asked me if I would preach and do the altar call. So, of course, I said yes. Um, I had 20 minutes, you know, didn't, there was no preparation for that. Um, definitely felt unqualified for that, um, but I knew that God had me there for a reason, and I knew that they asked me for a reason, so, of course, I did it. And we get up there, and I have no idea what I'm going to say. The Holy Spirit gave, definitely gave me everything. I've never done that before. That's so far out of my comfort zone. Um, but as I began to, to talk, I mean, the words just started flowing out. Um, I could see kids just just really listening, just really into what I had to say. Um, and then I just asked them at the end, I said, you know, if there's someone here tonight that doesn't know where they're going, if you don't know if you're going to heaven or hell and you want to make that decision and you want to make that change, you know, I just want you to say this prayer with me. And everywhere around the room, you could just hear kids praying and so many children got saved at this talent show. And I know that that was my purpose of why God told me to go to Africa. It was something that I definitely wasn't comfortable doing. But when you say yes, God will help you. And he will give you the tools that you need to do whatever he has called you to do. So never think that you cannot do it. Because he will show up and he will give you everything that you need to be able to go through in whatever task he gives you. And so I'm just, I'm grateful that I got to go and I'm grateful for the team that I got to go with. I know God put each and every one of us together for a reason. There was a purpose for that also. Um, I'm glad I got to bond with Emily and Justin. I didn't know a whole lot about them before our trip, so that was pretty amazing. Um, and I know that the enemy is on us right now. It's on our church. It's on our town. You know, we have a lot going on in our town and, and in our church. But I know some of it may come from Africa, but that's not going to stop us. Um, we have more going. And I know that just what we did is just like a preview to what they're going to do once they get there. And so I know it's going to be amazing. And I know lives were changed. But most of all, my life was changed. Um, my life will never be the same so I'm so grateful that I got to go with this church. Thank you. All right. Good job. Yeah, Who's next? Do we have another crier? Let's see if we can get another crier up here. Fantastic. I've been crying my whole life. Okay, so, um, wow. So about a half a week before Pastor Paul announced that we were going to be able to go to Africa, um, I'd had a dream, and in my dream I was running from these people, and I ran into this straw hut, and uh, it had screen windows. Well, right after that, Pastor Paul ran in behind me, and the windows that were made out of screen turned to, like, sheetrock walls. And so I'd come to church and told Pastor Ginger about it that Wednesday night, and then that Sunday, Pastor Paul told us that we were going to be able to go to Africa. So I instantly signed up. I didn't know how I was going, but I knew that I was going. Um, when I was a little girl, I would always see 
the commercials on TV of the little kids in Africa, and I would tell my mama that I was going to go there one day. That was 30-something years ago, probably. So um, when I was given this opportunity to go, I knew instantly that I had to go. Now, I'm not at all a public speaker. If I give my testimony, I think I'm supposed to write it down and go over it 10,000 times, and then I'll read it off the paper to you. <laughs> that is not what happened. Jordan would be very proud. Every single day, I had to give it, just like now, just off the fly, and every single day it was different. Um, we got to go to elementary schools during the day and do World Metro Child. And then in the evenings, we got to go to the high schools and give our testimonies to the high school kids. Now, the high school kids in Botswana, if you have a drug addiction problem, they don't hear from anybody older than their age. So no one that is older than them will ever come back and tell them what they did wrong and how they overcame it. So for us to be over there giving our testimony was just truly amazing, not only for us, but to them too. Um, they have a pretty bad drug problem with ketamine. That's their main drug problem in Botswana. Um, they don't have any drug rehabs. And uh, hopefully one day the Lord will change that. Um, we, like Tiffany said, we did the talent show that Friday night. And there were 300 kids there, approximately. 200 of them got saved that night. Um, they were, what Tiffany didn't tell you though, is Tiffany was sick as a dog that day. The enemy was trying to keep her from going and doing that altar call, but she pushed through her sickness and she went, and when we got there is when a guy named T-Fire told us that Tiffany was going to do the altar call and I was going to do my testimony. Uh, we were trying to get out of doing anything because we're not talented, so we just thought we were going to watch the kids, but that changed. Um, the children in Botswana were the most well-mannered, humble, loving people you'd ever meet. They, uh, they just had pure joy on them. Um, they didn't have anything, therefore they didn't want anything. And they were just content with the life that they had. I suggest every American child goes there at least once in their lifetime uh, to truly be grateful for what you have here. I realize America wastes a lot of stuff and uh, it shouldn't be that way. So, I don't know, that's all I got. Oh, after the talent show, there was a little boy that came up to me, about 15, 16 years old, and this was the last time I'd give my testimony and the, it was the last time that I was gonna give my testimony because we were leaving that Monday morning and uh, we had done the talent show, we had done the altar call, prayed for everybody, and we were about to get in the van and leave, and he stopped me and he said, uh, before I came here tonight, I was contemplating suicide. He said, but your story changed that. I don't want to die anymore. And that was the one kid that came up to me out of nearly 5,000 that we ministered to that we, the very last child I spoke to, was the one that my story touched that I know for a fact. So you never know who it's going to reach or what they're going through. That's it. Fantastic.
All right. Now we got another one coming up here. I don't know how I feel about this. I kind of wanted to block him, but, you know, Ginger said he had to speak. So, anyway, Justin, y'all. So, um, I got up this morning and the Holy Spirit laid fasting on my on my mind. Even before, you know, I knew what was going on with Ginger. I mean, uh, for Pastor Paul. And... You know, ever since we landed in Botswana, Africa, we've been in a fight. And we've had we've had gates fall on people. We've had, you know, Tiffany possibly had COVID. We didn't test her, so you know, it's kind of we just kind of rolled with it. So, uh, (laughs) you know, we got this thing with Paul, but um, I don't know if I have the spiritual clearance here to call a fast. But you know, we've. Still got Michael and Angela going, and the pastor conference is still going to happen. Pastor Paul is going to be there. Um, but, you know, we've, we're fighting a good fight right now. And I think, you know, the next, the next round is, for me, I'm going to fast. If anybody else wants to join me in fasting, see, I, I worked it around. So, you know, then y'all, can, y'all, can, y'all can join me. Um, so, as most of you guys know, this, this, is my, uh, this was my second trip to Africa. Uh, I got to go to Tanzania uh, about five years ago. You know, Pastor Paul, you know, he opened that door for me. Um, you know, as a as my shepherd, I just followed him. You know, I didn't know what I was getting into. And, you know, we um, the last trip, you know, was a little bit different than this one. You know, we, we you know, kind of roughed it. You know, we drove two days across Tanzania to a healing crusade. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of manifestations, a lot of healings and stuff like that. But um, this trip was different. Um, I got to do it with Emily. You know, this is her shirt. This isn't my shirt. All my shirts are dirty. Uh, you know, they smell like, uh, you know, uh, smoke. Uh, I haven't been able to wash my clothes yet. She's not feeling well neither, so y'all pray for her. Um, and this is her shirt. You know, I didn't even buy a shirt. Thanks to everybody who bought, bought a shirt. Yeah, there we go right there. Stand up, CJ. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, I kind of had the privilege to, you know, that door that was open to me five years ago. I, you know, kind of helped Emily, Tiffany, and Angela go through that door. More importantly, I just helped them get through an airport for the first time. Uh, you know, we got to Houston. So we got to get on a train. It's like, yeah, you know, we got to go to our terminal. And they asked me, what's terminal? I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but for me, just... Staying in Moan, Botswana, you know, and going to the schools, you know, and doing the uh, the outreach, uh, Operation Blessings, passing out, you know, food to to local people in the villages, and um, you know, everything with the Loretto House and uh, and what they do in elementary and high school. It's I told I told everybody on live Wednesday. It's like it's kind of like going across the world and kind of looking at a mirror at us. Because, you know, we're, we're all about doing something. You know, we got the food pantry and we got, you know, uh, Generation House. And then, you know, what's cool is, you know, we kind of sit down and talk. So, well, you know, we don't have, a, you know, a teen challenge here. And, you know, we, you know, there's some stuff that you know, they can help us out with, too. So it's just, you know, kind of just seeing that same vision, which is, you know, for people. Um, and for me personally, uh, you know, God kind of, you know, I've been here for about 10 years. I've pretty much done everything here, you know, I've, uh, you know, passed out food, I've, you know, done some graphic design work here, and, you know, I've, I've been able to teach a little bit, you know, and kids and young adults, and, um, you know, 
and God used everything that I learned here uh, to serve the people in Botswana. So it's kind of, you know, um, we are an outward center, but we're, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a testimony that we're training people up and sending them out, you know. And when we get sent out, we get sent out in power. So everything we did was anointed and blessed by this church. And um, because of that, we saw the supernatural. You know, we sowed seeds that will uh, have fruit that will last. You know, like Tiffany and Angela were talking about with those kids. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I got to make graphics for the for the uh, for the youth ministry. I got to you know uh, take pictures and do some videos and all that stuff with them. Uh, I got to teach the the staff, the Botswana staff, uh, twice. The first time I wasn't, the second time I wasn't ready. You know, because you know Tiffany was had COVID, so you know, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I don't want to scare anybody. Uh, <laughs> But I was ready, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, it's like I said, there's anointing on you we get to, when you get to Botswana, you know, it, you know, okay, well, I don't know what I'm saying, but, you know, and, uh, but I was just ready. Uh, and I got, you know, as far as labor, you know, I got to, you know, help change a tire. I don't know if you guys saw the picture of me, you know, uh, you know, you lifting a car, so um, that's pretty much all I got, you know, just be praying for, you know, Michael and Angela and everything else that's going to be going on, and i just like to thank everybody that, you know, uh, sewed into this ministry or sewed into our trip and uh, ready to go back. So thank you all. All right. Well, great. Stinger? Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad to be back. <clears throat> thank you all so much for this morning. Um, I truly um, love my family and you are my family and and um, I got word just a little while ago that the, the plane hasn't arrived yet. They're still waiting. And, but we know we've seen our victory. And so we declare our victory. I'm so extremely proud of these individuals that stepped out of their comfort zone. Um, you know, Emily and Angela had never been on a plane. <laughs> and going across time zones, it was a, it's, it's not an easy trip. And coming back, it's not an easy trip. Um, but they, they just said, here am I, send me, use me. And most of the time when we've gone on mission trips before, most of the trips have, have required a lot of physical labor, whether it was building, whether it was painting, whether it was, you know, doing um, some things physically for the team that came, that comes, handing out flyers, participating in the crusades. This had a very different feel to it. And I prayed and I asked the Lord, you know, we're, we're not cookie cutters. People aren't cookie cutters. You know, what God's wanting to do, we can't put him in a box and say, okay, this is, this is what the expectation is of what you're going to do. I just told them, when you go, you're going to do whatever they need you to do. You're going to be a blessing. You're going to serve. You're going to, you're going to be willing to, to, uh, to, to partner with this ministry. They have a sign, they have a, a statement that the village church of mom that with, uh, is, is called the village church, which love Botswana is a separate ministry. Uh, the Lorado house is a separate ministry. It all kind of falls under, uh, Jerry and uh, Jana Lackey, but their motto is loving people, changing lives, and shaping futures. That's their that's their motto. That's what they they put out. That's the information. That that's that's kind of the vision of that church. And um, I watched these individuals just really step in and say, have have the They had the opportunity to minister the word, and the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. There's somebody somewhere in your life that spoke an anointed word over you that changed your life forever. And you just never know. You just never know when you are obedient 
to the word, when you're obedient to be his vessel, to be his voice, to be his hands, to be his representation on this earth, that you are collecting people eternally. You're giving them the opportunity and be, to be introduced to the one that saves us, heals us, delivers, and sets us free. And so to have these Generation House girls be able to stand and proclaim freedom, freedom, freedom to a, 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 a culture that is bound up in addiction. They are bound up in, in um, the enemy has them tied up and to, that, that God has set, God never sets us free to just set us free, amen. He sets us free to go and, he, and set others free. And so it was, it was a privilege and an honor even just to watch Emily um, stand up and, and, and join me. Emily and I have done many things over the last 10 years together with, with, um, with, with camps and with children's ministry, but we stood, you know, shoulder to shoulder and we, 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 we had time that ministered to the, 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 the caregivers and the, the teachers of the Lorado house with these special needs kids. And Emily is able to take her expertise of what she deals with, with children with emotional disabilities and, you know, and, and issues that they have and be able to share, well, this is what you could do. And them, and them asking her and saying, okay, well this, let me show you how to do this. And Emily just stepped up and Justin, you know, Justin has, has, such a, a keen sense of humor that he just keeps us all in line. But he is a mighty, mighty man of God. And I watched him sit up in front of the staff and begin to share his testimony of how God set him free from anxiety and fear. And to have watched the transformation of this young teenager, you know, that walked into CCAM um, and watch him just become the mighty man of God and the husband and the, the provider and, and just all the things that God's done in their life. It's truly an honor. So thank y'all for saying, and I know Michael and Angela are going to go this next week. I know that the enemy has been doing everything that he could, you know, to hinder this because there is something powerful that I know that was breaking through. We partnered ourselves with Jerry and Jenna Lackey. We have a tremendous history with them. We have had in-depth discussions and conversations with them. And most of you that know that when, uh, when uh, Dr. Rob passed away, that Paul has needed, he's needed a mentor, he's needed an anchor, he's needed that. And Pastor Jerry has stepped in to fill that role. And, um, Pastor Jana has stepped in to fill a role for me as well. And so, um, my goodness, the enemy's just vicious, isn't he? He's just vicious. But praise God, the word that came to me when y'all were praying me, that, that all things work together for good to those that are called according to his purpose. And how dare the enemy come and try to touch my family, amen? How dare they try to come in and hurt Amy and to, and to destroy what the, word, what, what the word is trying to do. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for all that you're doing. Greg, I'm going to turn it off and let you finish it. Thank you. I love y'all so much. Don't forget your phone. Got to have that phone. All right. Everybody good? Man, we got all kinds of stuff going on this next week. We got people's leaving. We got folks doing and stuff. So we're going to pray for some peoples, okay? <laughs> Are y'all all right with that? So I need all the youth up here. Where's my youth pastor? Is he back there counting the money? Somebody go get Matt Leday. What? Come on up here in front of all these people. Everybody that's going on the trips. Tripsy trip, trip, trip. 